Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. Competitive magic is work, and everyone would rather work for Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your Legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me, What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. Not much. We're getting close to the holiday season. I'm we fe- are. I'm feeling it in the air, Pat. Yeah, the uh, my heat has already gone out once this winter, so we're <laughs> Mine officially too. in winter in New England. <laughs> I also so, like uh, that I'm electric heat and your oil heat, and it both failed. It just shows that yeah, uh, in New England, nothing will escape the frozen tundra. <laughs> That's how they kept the population down in the early days, Jerry. Yeah, People see. just died in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, we have, the uh, of course, the holiday charity drive we are working through. We're going to pull the Time Vault raffle tonight. We're also going to put up the... Uh, Tropical Island tonight. Uh, we'll get that going because we want to make sure to wrap that up uh, in time for Christmas. Um, we are working with Room to Grow in Boston. Really excited about that. I still don't know if we're going to do like a uh, like a like a Christmas. What is that? Like the the supermarket sweep style deal with uh, me, Tom, and Ian because uh, Jerry's yeah. going to be uh, lobbying for for his interest down in DC for the weekend. <laughs> Fuck you guys! So excited <laughs> to go shopping for toys, and you guys have to plan it on the weekend. I'm out of town. Jerry conti- continually fails to recognize that we're shopping for babies, <laughs> like actual infants, and Jerry wants to get them like Star Wars action figures, yes, like uh, Nerf guns, and like I was just gonna go down the Star Wars aisle and just you know just like stick my arm against the wall and just like pull it forward and just push uh, all the toys into the carriage. I learned I learned that term from our friend Sam. Uh, it's called an arm bar. An arm bar. And I was, I, yes, it's called an arm bar in the in that style of shopping. Um, I told him that I knew of different kinds of arm bars that had nothing to do with the supermarket. Uh, but yeah, that's called an arm bar. So good to know. Uh, we we also have some play mats. I'm going to be putting up on the on the page tonight too as well. A bunch of random play mats. So basically, if someone wants to cover the shipping costs, I'll ship them out to you guys. They're pretty. They're they're all sweet play mats, but just nothing like uh, legacy specific, I guess. That's all. Cool. I, cool. <laughs> nice nice uh, play mats, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I, I mean, I have a stack of them, man, and then like. <laughs> I just I want to move them out, and I'm sure that people is this a Jerry? Are you form. just trying to clean out your closet? <laughs> I mean, it's both. It's both. I mean, I, honestly, I might even do like I might even do like you might start paying like, people to take the I have, like, play the mats. Click, I have like the click play mat and the Geist play mat from Columbus. So maybe I'll like I'll raffle off like the click clip play mat, but then the person who gets pulled in second gets one of the bad play mats. <laughs> And that way we like double the prizes. You're giving do that. that. You're giving incentives for people not to donate to charity. Good, good strategy. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm really excited for our guest tonight, Jared. Um, we have some, so we have some literature we have to go through before we yeah. introduce our guest tonight, right? Pat, a couple weeks ago, we had a had a poop on our friends, and you know, say, oh, you always advertise on other podcasts, but listen, not I listen us. to a lot of I listen to a lot of podcasts, man. <laughs> Top tier podcasts, and all I hear about. All I hear about is this company, and no one ever sent me any ad copy to read. I don't know what's up with well, that. Well, you got your wish back, because we got we got emailed some thick ad copy by uh, by the legal counsel. So yes, yes. Hopefully, all of our listeners don't turn off after after I try to get through this uh, this legal mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Um, Let's hear. Also, it, Pat. I'm, also, I'm sick, so I'm like I'm going to be straining towards the end. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a good time. All right. So I'm going to give my best uh, my best radio voice. <clears throat> 
Introducing Robinhood Checking and Savings. But first, we need to introduce a few legal terms. In addition to the terms of this addendum, you agree that all transactions and services related to your Robinhood account shall also be subject to the following. The Constitution, Rules, Regulations, Customs, and Usages of NACHA, FINRA, SIPC, and any self-regulatory organization which governs Robinhood Financial or the Robinhood account. The rules, regulations, <laughs> customs, and usages of any clearinghouse or other entity through which transactions may be executed by Robinhood Financial, its affiliates, or its agents. The applicable terms of any agreements between Robinhood Financial and third-party p- partners which provides services related to Robinhood checking and savings, the terms of use related to Robinhood mobile app, and the terms of any third-party agreements you enter into, and the Electronic Funds Transfer Act, and all federal federal or state laws, rules, and regulations applicable to the Robinhood account or Robinhood financial. Sign up on mobile and web. Nailed it! Man, did we get, did we get picked up by NPR? I think we just got picked up by NPR. I just shot my vocal cords. I'm done for the next Jerry. You gotta care, buddy. Well done, Pat. Well done. Uh, Thank you. You said you you said you wanted some copies. I mean, that is that is like the uh, that's like the speed reading that you hear at the end of like a of a of like a drug commercial or like a car commercial. It's it's impressive. I pulled I pulled our our general counsel into into our office earlier today, and um, I was like, hey hey, his name is Archie. I was like, Archie, can I talk to you for a minute? And and he was like, oh, what is this? I was like, well. I was like, do you need me to hide another body? I was like, I got to tell you, I listen to this podcast that a couple of my friends do, and it's about magic, and it's pretty nerdy. And he's like, okay. (laughs) And and I was like, they, I was like, I was listening to the last podcast. I was on a flight. I was falling asleep as I was listening to it. And it gets to the ends, and it's like, and I want to poop on Beiju. I was like, wait, what? That's me. <laughs> and and so I let him listen to it, and I was like, "Can you help me get some some some, some copy for this?" He's like, "Done, <laughs> done." <laughs> awesome. Well, oh, welcome so to the good. cast, my uh, friend Beju. Welcome, man. It's great having you on. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. Hell yeah! And thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, bumped. So so I know that you are. Uh, so I will tell you. I know a few things about you. Jerry's Jerry's enlightened me to a few things. <laughs> he said that you you contacted oh him and he actually recognized your name. And I don't know exactly what you do, but I assume it's something to do with Bitcoin. <laughs> um, also, also he said that uh, you're out on the West Coast, I believe, and that you yes. essentially cultivated your own legacy scene out there. So I hope we get a chance to talk about that a little bit. Uh, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got into magic and probably can you explain bitcoin to me <laughs> absolutely pat you are you are the face of american financial literacy there let me tell you <laughs> it's it's this it's this kind of in-depth understanding of how of how financial services works that really is setting up our 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 population for success <clears throat> so yeah uh you know, I, I got into magic when I was a kid. So I, I also grew up on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a little town in Southern Virginia. And I was in middle school, I think, was it middle school or maybe the end of elementary school, I think when Revised uh, revised was coming mm-hmm. out. And I was like, I was like, Mom, Mom, I want to play some magic. <laughs> and so we, she, uh, she took me to get a few magic cards. And I, I played a little bit as a kid. Um, and I kept all of my cards from when I was a kid. And when I got to, I think maybe seventh grade or eighth grade, right. As I was kind of end, ending middle school, going to high school, kind of like, I was like, ah, maybe this isn't the thing for me. I want to 
be a little cooler than this. And so I just kind of kept all of my cards and squirreled them away. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was, um, <clears throat> it was the, the beginning of, I think 2016, I was walking around Berkeley, California, which is right by where I live, hanging out with my, my wife and her brother-in-law. And we were walking around Berkeley and I walk into this game store and I come in and I see this, uh, th these like fourth mm -hmm. edition starter boxes. And I was like, Oh man, I remember this. This is really cool. It's like magic. This is still a thing. So I, I bought a couple of those starter decks. We went home and played a few games and I was like, Oh my goodness, I'm pulled right <laughs> back into this. And, um, yeah, the game has had some fantastic staying power. And as soon as I did that, I went, uh, through my old cards which were at my parents' house and I was like, pulled them out. I was like, Oh man, I wonder if any of these, <laughs> these are still playable or if any of these cards are like super expensive now. I went through and I immediately pulled out my jester's cap. I was like, yes, this is the one. <laughs> that was hot shit back in the day. I remember <laughs> how wrong I was. How wrong uh, I jester's was. Jester's cap was the face. <laughs> it was on like on um, a bunch of booster packs and too. It was like a very iconic card yeah. back in the day. Yeah, they had it on some long box. I have a couple long boxes with uh, jester's cap art on it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then I go through my <clears throat> go through my cards and I look at the back and I've got a couple of cards in these like little like top loaders. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is where I kept all those lands with a really ugly art. <laughs> and I was like, ah, bayou, eh, tropical island, eh, volcanic island. <laughs> oh, man, I did the same thing. I remember finding an old backpack and just, like, reaching into the mm -hmm. bottom of the backpack and, like, not even in sleeves, just, like, loose cards, like, draft chaff <laughs> in the bottom of a backpack. And it was uh, two po two polluted deltas and a flooded strand. And this was, like, before they were before they were printed in cons. So they were, like, $50 each. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, the, the best... That's, the best, that's amazing. The best story I have, like... So I play. I played on and off as a kid, obviously. And I there was... At one time where I had a little bit of money uh, saved up, I decided to uh, – I chose a set and I decided to buy as many packs of the set as I could and try to complete an entire like set – like a, basically like a one of everything in the set. So uh, like an idiot kid, I just kept buying boosters and boosters and boosters and boosters. And you were oh you were hoping that this would be like a good set, right? Like it was like revised or unlimited or even Tempest. No, I decided to go all in on Plane Shift. So I just want everyone <laughs> to know that I have a binder of like the uh, like the the nine the, like you know like the three by three sheets of Plane Shift cards. Some of them stacked the common stacked like twelve deep in the sleeves. A lot of Plane oh Shift. A lot of Plane Shift. Oh my god! Oh. So that's so you found all these old cards, and what did you do with them? after that like you so you had all these cards you knew there were there was some value there what was the next step for you yeah so i started playing with a few friends at work my wife was kind enough to humor me and we played a bunch of games together and i immediately was i was like oh these cards are really cool from when i was a kid i was like where how can i find a way to play these old cards because that from the very beginning the nostalgia factor has been like probably the single strongest draw for me back to the game and so i played a little bit of commander with a few people at work at Robin hood. And that quickly, it just, the power level just went out of control. <laughs> <laughs> just completely out of control. Oh. Um, which I may have been somewhat responsible for. <laughs> Started off playing like casual, casual kitchen table, and all it takes is one person to bring in the first busted combo. And everyone, yep. everyone starts net decking. <laughs> yep. So that that just got that got really unfun really fast. 
And um, and then I was like, oh, that, that kind of didn't do it. And then I ended up finding Legacy, and I was like, oh, this format's really mm-hmm. fun. I found a few people around the Bay Area that I play with. A few people at work got into Legacy with me, and I built Mir- Miracles. That was my first deck right before the banning. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Perfect timing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I guess I've just been playing since then on and off. I've gone to a couple of GPs here and there. It's just been a really nice, completely analog release for for me where i get to just hang out and have a fun time in a sunday afternoon playing with friends there's no technology involved it's just hanging out with friends and enjoying the afternoon and it's there's like a there's this there's like a real satisfaction and beauty in the simplicity of it um that i just absolutely love and it's also a really technically challenging game it's the decision trees are really interesting studied math in college and so i really enjoy solving problems and so it kind of it scratches the nostalgia itch and it also scratches the problem solving itch and i i just love it yeah yeah i can't i I can absolutely empathize with that now you said like nostalgia really did it for you have you gotten into any um formats like old school has that interested you at all i have we we've put together an old school cube that a few of us draft i've never i haven't put together any actual old school decks Mm -hmm. because i just haven't i haven't had the play group to want to to play that stuff with sure but between between our friends we do have a pretty extensive um collection of legacy decks that we play pretty often which is which is i think the primary thing we play and it's uh it's yeah so you're, awesome. you're telling me over at the robin hood office you guys have a little legacy league running <laughs> like we do uh, yeah i could just say i don't know how many workplaces in america have their own legacy leagues but uh <laughs> that's, that's a pretty big perk you should you should put that on uh your uh your job postings like <laughs> by the way we have, we yeah. have an in-house legacy league <laughs> every now and again people catch wind of it and they're like oh man this is awesome so yeah, it, it's kind of fun. There's a lot of people here that play. Actually, our general counsel, who was in the room a second ago, is a magic player. <laughs> the one who gave us the, <laughs> and, the stack of legal disclosures. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, there's a bunch of people that play, and it's fun to kind of keep it alive. We also do drafts pretty often. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna do a we're gonna do a sealed league for Ultimate Masters. That should be pretty fun. Nice. Um, yeah, there's a nice, healthy crew of people here, and like we get together maybe like once or twice a month and play Magic together, and I think that's kind of the extent of it. Sometimes we've gone to a couple of GPs together, which has been fun as well. Um, although a few of a few of us uh, just go and buy packs and crack them. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we do. All is crack packs. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think we can honestly say, uh, your company probably plays Legacy more often than Wizards of the Coast. I think we can honestly <laughs> say that. Probably. <laughs> Sweet. So how, how many people play there? Like how many, like what's a, what's a local night like? Okay. Let's, let me, let me look. We've got, um, <clears throat> our most active, uh, magic tournament is called, uh, there's a, there's <laughs> Wait, a you guys have or- organized events? <laughs> we do. Yeah. It's amazing. It's called, uh, it's, it's called MTG Sealed League and there's 14 people in it. Nice. Yeah, so there's 14 people that play that play limited pretty often, and there there's one, two, three. There's probably like seven or eight of us that play Legacy pretty often mm. too. That's awesome. That's like a little uh, little LGS in your inside your company there. That's great. Yeah, pretty much. And like, I think that's good enough for us, right? Like, we don't I don't play at any LGSs. I think there's a couple of times that I've gone to like um, the Legacy 2Ks or whatever at Channel Fireball, 
which is fine. But I got to be totally honest. I don't have the mental stamina to, <laughs> to play 10 yeah. rounds of Legacy. Yeah, it's a long day. I mean, I, I assume like it's also like really great team building for your for your company as well to have all you guys playing games together. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, it's a nice it's a nice way to just kind of chill out after after a pretty long week. So sometimes on Fridays we have all hands and then we have um, <clears throat> we have like snacks afterwards. Um, and, and yeah, we just, a bunch of us get together and play magic. That's cool. That's so cool. That's so cool. So tell can you tell us a little bit about like, I I mean, you must try, you said you travel a lot for work and stuff. You know, how do you strike a, like a, a balance between your work life, your personal life and trying to get magic in from now between now and then? Yeah. Um, it's, it's difficult to strike a balance to be totally honest. I, I have a very supportive wife who sometimes I'll tell her, I'll be like, look, I need to just spend a day just hanging out with friends. I just need pure recreation time. I it just, I, can't, I have to totally unwind and she's very supportive. So, um, yeah, I think the, the addition of magic has actually been a very healthy one in my life where I think before that I had a little bit of a difficult time unplugging from technology or kind of was always doing something related to a computer or like, you know, thinking about mobile product design or something like that. Um, so it's actually helped quite a bit, uh, Give, give me some work-life balance and it just makes for really great friendships that are based on the love of uh you know a pretty simple thing which is playing cards with friends it's kind of timeless so one thing i found uh that uh, certainly has connected me to a lot of other people who are into like the competitive uh scene was like for me uh magic became an extension of my competitive drive because i was like big into like high school yeah. college sports now were you like did you play sports or anything like that or is that one of the reasons why you think you're more you, you kind of like the more relaxed atmosphere of, of playing with people you know at work yeah i didn't play sports when i was younger although i am a fairly competitive person mm-hmm. um and i i like that this is one place where i feel like i kind of don't have to do gotcha. that uh you know what yeah. i mean like it's i could i could see myself getting very competitive about this very quickly and i've intentionally like not not let myself go to that place Although going to some of these GPs is a fun way to be a little bit more competitive. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I think it was uh, two of us from, from Robin Hood and two other friends in our in our little magic group went to GP Portland this weekend, which is really fun, actually. Nice. How was that? Did you you yeah. were playing in uh, some side events, you said? Yeah, I played in uh, played in two side events. I played uh, I, I played the mono green 12 post <laughs> list, yeah. which was <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> I tabernacled so many people. <laughs> I know. I've been playing. It's so much fun. I was telling you earlier, I played that online and I just love, like I played against a storm opponent who made uh, like 10 goblins. On turn <laughs> one. And I'm like, okay, cool. Uh-huh. Forest crop rotation, tabernacle past turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, God. Yeah, that, deck, that deck's a lot of fun. <laughs> How'd you do? Yeah, I did. I did pretty well. So um, I think first, First side event, I played. Uh, I played against Merfolk, Tabernacled, Tabernacled that opponent, and then I played against. Um, I played against uh, like a Naya Cat stack in my second <laughs> round, <laughs> which is fantastic. This is why I love Legacy. I segments. Tabernacled <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, Tabernacled that opponent, and then I went into my third round, and I um, sat next to an opponent. We just we drew going in, and then uh, we we played. Uh, I played against DNT and we, we played one match each and, and then just kind of called it after that. Um, but one thing that was actually really awesome about this GP um, was I felt like the crowd was way more diverse. There were way more, way more women at the, at the GP, which 
I'll kind of leave it at this. Whatever Wizards is doing to get more women involved in the game, keep it up. It's working. It's really, really nice. Yeah. Um, my first two opponents were both were both women. They were both from Seattle, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it just it, it kind of gives it it gives it a much more it makes it, it gives it a much more like inviting atmosphere to have it not just be all dudes. I mean, it's so. certainly more representative of the real world, right? Like, I mean, it's literally <laughs> yeah. the world is like basically 50, 50. Um, so I remember like the first few magic events I went to, especially the ones that like my, like a, a local game store to me was like, like you said, like all dudes, but now, uh, I'll travel to a couple events a year. Um, even going to some of the events, uh, locally, you definitely see a better mix of people, and I think uh, a lot of like women have really, really risen to prominence, especially like in the West Coast area. I know Car Kingdom does a really yeah. good job of of being really inclusive and uh, providing a welcoming space for for all kinds of people. So, uh, yeah, I think that's like absolutely a net positive for the game, and I, I agree. I think it's a great a great thing to highlight for sure. Yeah, I have to say though, it was just as smelly as any other GP <laughs> that I've been to. Oh boy, I walked in the room and I was like, oh, I'm at a GP yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can- I could, I, I could, I could turn off all of my senses, but my sense of smell, and it would be the unique smell of a GP. Uh, speaking, <laughs> speaking of uh, the GP experience, I feel that's a good time to kind of cycle in uh, the big announcements of the updates to the GPs. Uh, Not a fan. Yeah, there was right some, now. there was some crazy stuff going on with that, right? Uh, Yo, people are people were panicking for a while. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, so, are you talking about more about like the arena announcements, Jerry? Yeah, well, Arena, well, I mean, it, it's going to affect paper as well. I mean, Wizards, yeah, sure. which, so there's good and bad things. There are things that at me, like myself as a legacy player, I'm not happy about. But as a Magic player in general, and certainly as a Hasbro stock owner, for first, <laughs> first and foremost, I'm very happy about is uh, Wizards is finally stepping in and putting money where their mouth is. You know, they're mm-hmm. doing things we've asked for for years. Um, they're giving pros contracts. The top 32 pro players are going to be in a $75,000 contract, which is a good contract. Like that's that, a, is, yeah, it's, that is a good ju- chunk of change. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't understand why they wouldn't do that. That makes a lot yeah, of sense. I, so there's been, so uh, just to kind of bring it back and I wish I had more time to sort of, sort of prepare this statement, but the last like two or three years, Jerry, we've been doing this podcast. There, you know, we're not like uh, we're not pros, right? That's not our, our our take on the on the game. But we often discuss a lot of the changes they make to the pro, like to the to the pro compensation and the pro scene, and it always just feels like they they keep messing it up. Like, and and it's hard. It, I would like to look back and see if each like calculation over the last like two or three years has kind of. Um, been setting up this situation, or if this just like happens to be one of the things where, <laughs> like, maybe they just they, get it. Maybe they're geniuses and they've been shitting on the pros for years, so that now they can give well, them like a mediocre package not, and us be like, "Wow, this is not, amazing!" Not, <laughs> not so much that, but just like there's been a lot of changes. Um, you know, they kept like moving or like there was a lot of moving uh, goalposts for what it took to make a uh, platinum pro and what the bronze and silver pros are being awarded and who gets airfare, who doesn't, who gets paid for, you know, who gets a room and board, who doesn't, things like that. Um, all those things seem to be changing rather rapidly over the last couple of years. And yeah. it seems like they finally, I mean, to, to me, this makes a lot of sense. I mean, all, every other like major esport has like their top players are basically full-time content creators for that game. Right. Yeah. 
Well, right. And speaking of that, not just for the top 32 pro players who are getting the contracts, the bigger announcement is Wizards announced they're putting $10 million into the essentially the pro tour circuit. Um, or they didn't, weren't very clear where the money's going exactly, but $5 million's going to Arena, which we'll get to, and $5 million's going to paper tournaments. And one of which is they announced the first million dollar magic tournament. For how long have we been asking for, you know, if you want to be a number one in esport, you need to do a million dollar tournament. Wizards. That and that that has literally come out of your mouth. I, I can I can almost guarantee <laughs> I've heard you say those exact same words, like in that order. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's something that's certainly yeah. been, been and, like needed, right? This makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense. Like I, I I'm I would I would be surprised why they haven't done this sooner. Yeah. It's so I mean home run uh with that. Also it's in our backyard. Well, the first one's in Pax East Boston. Yeah. Oh, well, you're gonna you're gonna take it down, Jerry. Uh, so it's an invitational, <laughs> but they didn't say how to get invited. <laughs> uh, I mean, so every, it's like, oh, that means you, that means you just every show up. Party I get into, I just show up. I don't, I don't get invited to any parties. I just show up. I man. just I just sit down and I, I sleeve up sneak and show. It's like, sir, the format's limited. I know. I know. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I know, but but any any sort of tournament that you have, if you put the word invitational before it, it makes it just sound so much more smug. Yeah. Like uh, like about a year ago, we we bought a box of I think it was Exodus, and we were gonna we we're gonna do a sealed league with it. And I was like, I was like, okay, well, we're gonna have. I made a spreadsheet for it and like a and a doc to to share with people at the company. And I was like, okay, you know what? This will be the first invitational. <laughs> Pat, we're renaming the Legacy Open, the Leaving a Legacy Invitational. Everyone's yes. invited. If you yes. pay $40, you're invited to the event. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's pretty great. Um, yeah, I, I think – so one thing I think of – one of the reasons why they've been putting this off is because I think they've needed a, a digital platform that actually was able to sustain this kind of excitement. For instance – like arena has really taken off. I went uh our friend um the Craven one on tw- on Twitter uh was streaming some tin fins earlier tonight and probably still is. And so I go, "Oh, I'll check out his stream while I'm <laughs> while I'm waiting to get on this call." And I had to scroll through probably 20, 30, maybe more uh arena streamers before I just decided to go back up to the search bar <laughs> and look for them because there were so many people streaming arena and a year ago, there were not that many people streaming Magic Online, and now, like yeah. on a random Monday night, there are a ton of arena streamers. As as soon as I picked it up for the very first time, yeah. I'm like, this is the future of Magic, and I think that's why everyone's scared. I think not to jump the gun too much, but that's why people are nervous, is because, like you said, twenty pages of arena streamers before you hit the first Magic Online streamer, and from us playing it, and now with Wizards' announcement, it definitely seems clear that uh, arena is the future of Magic. If I may chime in here, I have beef. I have beef. <clears throat> I just I don't I don't understand why there's there's literally no support whatsoever at this point for the eternal formats. Like I understand that arena is probably the future of the game. I'm fine with that. I have not yet played it because it's not on Mac <laughs> or on or on mobile. Yeah, and when it goes to I mobile, just, yeah. that is the day I will be hooked on Arena. Yeah, I'm sure I'll play it when that happens, but I, I've had no interaction with it so far. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure I'll play a little bit of it. Um, but the thing that I kind of struggle with is why this company doesn't just throw us a bone, <laughs> like anything at this point, right? I think you were saying yeah. this a couple of weeks ago, Jerry. Like, there, how many legacy players are there out there? Like, 10,000? Does that seem right? Maybe, I, maybe. I think it's definitely higher than that, but yeah, like like diehard legacy fans, I think ten thousand is probably a good estimate of like 
people who are sure. Let's, thinking about legacy on a you know multi week, multi multiple times a week basis. Yeah, and and so if you look at the people that play legacy on and off, you're looking at what uh, twenty five thousand people, twenty thousand people. Uh, let's put an over under. Say it's on the low end. We we are off the mark, and it's five thousand people. And on the high end, it's like thirty thousand people. This is a pretty substantial group of of consumers um, worldwide that are enthusiasts of the game and are willing to provide some economic value for um, for Wizards of the Coast. And I say that because if you sort of look at their motivations from the most straightforward standpoint, you would assume that they're largely economically motivated. I, I would I would make the argument that that is there are other motivations that they could have and that, that they likely should, but let's just say for the sake of argument that it's just that. That is enough consumers that are going to be willing to buy some stuff from Wizards pretty regularly, and uh, these people are also enthusiasts of the game and have very likely been with the game for a long time. Like most of these people I'm guessing are nineties magic players like us. And I just, I don't understand why it's not possible for them to both do arena and also support legacy. Um, it just, it seems like kind of a no brainer to me. There's enough people here. There's enough economic value that they could do a little bit to keep this alive. Um, and, and I, one, one other point on this, I think other brands have done a better job of, well, maybe not. I, <clears throat> there are other brands that have been around for a long time that have done a good job of keeping their, their diehard, long-term enthusiasts engaged with the brand. Um, classic cars are a good example of this, right? You take a look at a company like Porsche, which makes cars that are new cars for new people, but they still have kept the people that are enthusiasts of those cars that have classic 911s really excited about the brand year in year out and there's no they're not making those cars again i think that's the analog to like wizards maybe not reprinting reserveless cards but they're kind of they're brought along for the ride and they are there there's a lot of respect that's paid to the older versions of the work that 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 company has made and, and so riff off of it's it kind of confusing to me why it's kind of why they're just discarding or, or maybe just like not super interested in it anymore. Yeah. So a, I mean, a game, I mean, there's a lot of online games, right. That are still being played that are, haven't had new content released in forever. Right. Something even like call of duty, shout out to Curtis for bringing that up, but something like <laughs> call of duty, like the original call of duty, you can still go and find like servers online and play that game. Granted, there's nothing's been added to that game for, I mean, probably the better part of a decade and a half, but that's, that's still something that's out there. So, I mean, I'm curious to see – if I was going to put like money on how long Magic Online is going to last once Arena is in full swing – like Arena is still in beta. We have to remember that too. Once Arena is in full swing, right. I, I – man, I if the over-under is two years, I think I might even take the under on that. I, I don't know mm-hmm. how long it's going to last because they're not going to – they're not going to code new sets into Magic Online when Arena is the one where people are pl- drafting and playing standard. Well, before we say that, I mean, we're still at least, I would say, five years before we're in that scenario, before oh, people man. panic. I don't know, e- man. Easily five years. Because <sighs> first and foremost, what everyone's forgetting, Chaz Anders actually made a great video. I posted it on the Facebook group. Yeah, uh, I have not Chaz watched Anders, yet, so I, w- I will yeah, watch it, though. He talked about the finance and the theory. I really recommend people check it out. It's a great video. But... um. The thing everyone's forgetting is Magic Online is still the number one place for competitive players to test for tournaments. Man, you cannot so, test on Magic Arena. So, 
that is change. I I would say that that is not the case anymore. A hundred percent for modern. You can't even okay, play sure. modern. Sure, sure, modern sure, is yeah. modern is the most popular ter- uh, format. It has the largest tournaments, even more than standard, really. Um, and like, you sense. can't you can't test on arena. So right. for that reason alone, like you know, there's always been friction between the legacy and modern players. But you know what? I'm admitting it. The modern players are keeping the legacy players alive on Magic Online because if it was just legacy, I could totally see them shuttering Magic but, Online already. And, and, but modern is such a cash cow for wizards. They just can't do that. Well, it, it was a cash cow, but remember, Wizards is now stepping back from doing uh, modern master sets, from doing master sets in general. No, also, no I'm not talking ma- but, but let me, like modern masters well, any of that. I'm just well, talking about Magic Online. Yeah, yeah, I know. Magic Online is still just free money for Wizards. Yes, I understand that, but they're also remember they are now introducing essentially extended 2.0 on on Magic Arena. They are moving past. They are moving past modern. Modern yes, in the next two years. I mean, modern is is legacy now. Like that's the, every modern player should be looking at each other saying, "We legacy now." Because that's just the case, right? <laughs> yep, um, they should be. And that might be great for legacy. It might be a huge influx I, of new I, players. I, and I, I would yeah, be all I mean, about that's that. certainly possible. I think like if modern, if a lot of modern stables drop, that's probably you know people might move into the format. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the, what's going to what's going to hold for us. But I do feel strongly that. That yeah. we in the next two years we're going to see some major movement in Magic Online. I, that, oh yeah, that's major just, movement. But I, I, I'm just saying the death of Magic Online is at a minimum five years out. Magic, yeah, I, I don't, don't see Magic don't Online know. shuttering in the next five years. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to be an. I think you're probably right. Yeah, about I mean, that I don't theory. want to be an alarmist. And like, I'm, this is only like my. I'm only going off my gut instinct. I have no secondary, primary data to back this up. I'm just saying, like, the way things have been moving in the last 18 months, Arena went from being something that people thought was going to be an absolute failure to being the the the, the premier way to play Magic online. The beacon right of light. It's the best way to watch. It's the best way to watch Magic. It's the best way to play Magic as a streamer. Um, it's super popular. They, I mean, they are going they are going all in on getting content creators on there. They are promoting content creators on the daily. Uh, Brian Kibler is coming back and doing like arena streams, so um, it's got a yeah. lot of momentum so, behind it. I have a question: why, 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 why is it? Why is it that they cannot put legacy cards on arena? Like, what's, what's I, the I big think, deal? There? I think I don't, is it too yeah, hard I, for yeah, them? I honestly Are think there, it is. Like yeah. playing arena, arena feels much dumbed down, and that's that is why I oh was. Give me I, that is I why I, I was worried is because I almost break. I almost felt this as a threat to paper magic when I first saw the announcement, and well, my first alarmist reaction was: this isn't not only just the future of digital magic; this is just the future of magic. Period. Can can I? That's yeah. fine. But but if the if the argument is that if the argument is that it's too hard to bring this to to arena, come on, okay, that like there are much more complicated engineering tasks that plenty of companies yeah. do than porting over an old card game to a new platform. Like, give me a break. the The problem is that they don't yes. want to do it, and that's the thing I have an issue with. Is I think they should want to do it because it'll keep all of us 90s magic kids engage with the game and i would be so stoked if i could play legacy yeah. on my phone that'd I would be crazy all right yeah all the, uh, so, so you, and it's like it's like i'm i'm looking at this next chapter of magic esports thing right read the whole thing and there's no mention of legacy mm-hmm. or modern um come on guys like this so uh, look it, i feel like this is kind of a no-brainer at, as a person that runs a company myself, I would yeah. not do this. Like, just keep your players engaged, keep your customers happy. Like, know that there are customers that you have that 
that had been with you for a long time and 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 carry them forward. So one thing I, I kind of wanted to bring up, and this kind of slots into nicely something that you said before, Baju, um, was just like I think the best part of going to tournaments is actually hanging out with other people, uh, meeting meeting people that you yeah. that you know online, all that stuff, right? I think I think that the mm-hmm. the idea now behind something like Magic Fest is let's be honest, like playing at a GP. It's not like the best way to experience playing Magic the Gathering, right? Like it's not. It, no, yeah, people it's, are salty. It's, I mean, even beyond that, beyond them being salty, and <laughs> everyone is so salty. There's like constant it's, it's salt. salty. Yeah. It's also smelly. Like, well, here, uh, uh, let me lay out. Let me lay out a couple reasons why I think like GPS are actually super overrated. Number one, like there are serious costs that are incurred to travel to a GP, whether by plane or by train, by automobile, whatever. Uh, staying in a yes, yeah, stay, yeah, exactly. Boat. Staying in a place, um, uh, registering for the tournament itself, and then just like shuffling between thousands of people in between rounds, like it, it's just not like it's not a fun experience, right? Like it's just it's not, like it's like going to Disneyland with no rides. Yes, <laughs> and shuffling your cards thousands. Yeah, yeah of exactly. So it's not like it's not an ideal way to play the game, right? <laughs> However, like, would you catch me playing like a lot of like? Uh, single elimination side events if that was like you shut was, your goddamn what? mouth <laughs> the, no that is my biggest problem why i fucking hate, arenas. Let me, let me I hate just, single elimination I, games. i'm just i'm not really, single I'm single saying, uh single single uh match game I'm uh, only, single game matches there we go I'm, I said no no it. i don't like that yeah. i don't like that I'm, I'm i'm actually just trying to get you to go to that jerry but honestly <laughs> i think i i do think that like gps are not the ideal way to play magic and i think that with them moving to something like um and i don't even want to use the name I'm gonna say Magic Fest, and that's the only time I'm gonna say it. it, it oh god, it's so, it it's so bad. It's so bad. Our friend, our friend uh, Katie Bates is probably like, uh, uh, like her her neck's burning right now thinking about that name. <laughs> um, it, I think that moving to something like that, where the, it's more about the like more like a con experience, and it's something that I never thought I'd hear myself say this, but like I would rather go to something where the stakes are a little lower, uh, the entries are are less. And it's not like I don't have to play Magic for 11 hours in a single day. I can go play Magic for like a three-round tournament, four-hour tournament, go grab lunch, hang out with some people, go check out some artists, maybe grab a couple of drinks, come back, play some more. Like right. To me, that sounds like a better experience um, if it's executed properly, right? And the thing with that, too, the best part of that is that's something where they can never take Legacy away from us. Because when you're just doing that, you can play whatever format you and your friends want to play. And that's, that's, that's my next point, is that, like, in that sense, like, these formats can live for a lot longer, right? Like, I, I truly think that the future of competitive Magic is going to be on Arena. I, don't, I think we're going to see a lot fewer GPs where the main event is the focus. Like, I guess, I guess like, now that they're moving into these Magic fests, um, that there is, that the, it, the, the, this main event is no longer tied to that magic fest, right? Like that's kind of independent of it. So I think, I do think that we're going to see more competitive. I mean, for me, like if I'm playing a competitive event, right? If I can not leave my house and play in something like that on something like magic arena, I'd much rather do that because at least if I scrub out, I didn't just travel like hunt, like and spend, spend hundreds of dollars to go to an event to scrub out. Like the payouts are always so poor. Like there's just there's so many issues with GPs the way they're run now, and and it's just so inefficient of a way to 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 play. What it boils down to is competitive magic is work, and everyone would rather work from home. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's that that yes. So I've been rambling for about ten minutes over this, and Jerry just nailed it in like six words. (laughs) That's that's a really good point, Jerry. So I just think I think that like, and and I think it's probably a positive for us. 
legacy uh, and modern to to an extent, and 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 vintage to a lesser extent, are probably going to live on in these less competitive, uh, more fun side events at these magic fests, where we're going to get to do other stuff yeah. in between in between like our, our events. And I'm actually or, like okay with that. Or things at Robin Hood. Like like local events, like things like that, like player organized events. Yeah, sorry, I just cut you off, by you. No, I. That, that's one of the reasons why I'm really stoked that you guys are doing the tournaments that you guys are because that's that that's keeping legacy alive in in a region. I, I also I, w- I was wondering if if you guys knew that if this this thing that I heard was true or not, which is that there's not going to be any more. Uh, uh, there's not going to be any more legacy GPs. Is that true? That is a rumor. There's, I do not think that is confirmed. Yeah, yet. there's none scheduled. There's none oh, scheduled Lord, for the for not. the uh, first quarter of the year for 2019. But Channel Fireball said that like, mm-hmm. and that's not unusual. Usually, there's not one until like April or May. Um, if and they I, if they yeah. don't do that this year, I, fucking Channel Fireball, that is so cowardly because you know, yeah, I think that's you pretty, know pretty if they had move. released the year schedule like they almost always do, and players saw that there was no legacy, there would be uproar. Well, they never really released the full year. Yeah, schedule. Like, if, they, if they, they don't always, do this, I feel there's such a this is such a backdoor yeah, way to okay, do it if it ends up being true. They've always they've always released schedules bit by bit. I don't I can't remember the last time Jerry no, when they released. They've done. I mean, not not this com- compartmentalized. Like, like we we've never not seen a legacy event on. A, like there be zero legacy events on a schedule. Yeah, well, again, remember it's only the first quarter, so it's only the first three months, which is not a lot of, not a lot of time. I'm not really so worried about that right now. I'm not saying they're doing it, but if okay, so you guys think they're going to be? I think like they're probably. I think we'll here. get one. I think we'll get one. Think everyone, everyone's going for the Niagara Falls one. That would be awesome. Legacy. I'd be love that. <laughs> Wow, really? Uh, you can gamble in Canada. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I, I'm not a gambling man. I would be down. I mean, I'd be down. Honestly, it almost doesn't matter where the legacy GP is. I think the cool thing about legacy players. Yeah, is yeah we'll look, think, we'll look at the waterfall or something. You'll have fun. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll go look at the waterfall together. <laughs> I think so. Here's here's my here are my thoughts on this. I think that. Having at least one legacy GP a year, um, it, it's a it's a good fitness function for the magic, uh, for the legacy uh, enthusiasts. Because uh, think about it, right? Like how many how many GPs have you top eight, Jerry? None. <laughs> wow! <laughs> right? How many GPs will you have top eight? None. Ever, most likely, maybe you'll top eight one. I'm, I'm rooting for you, but I'm just saying the expectation value is zero. But <laughs> hey, same goes for me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm going to do all these either. But the idea that there is a tournament, it it just it, it it's a it's a forcing function to get people to think about it a lot more. And I, I personally enjoy that. I like. The idea of like the few weeks before a GP being like, you know what, I really got to practice this deck. I'm gonna, you know, who knows, I could win this thing. <laughs> knowing full well that I won't. Circle back around. That's why. I, that's exactly why I think Magic Online is gonna stick around for the next five years at, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's going away. I mean, yeah. Soon. I've never played Magic Online, by the way. It's like, it? well, so circling back to that, well, a good thing with the price reduction is just the law of supply and demand. Prices are going way down, which means demand is going up because all these people who uh, never were able to buy into Legacy before can now get into like a Legacy deck for a hundred bucks on Magic Online, 
And you're like, yeah, so if you have been thinking about getting into Legacy, but you can't uh, afford it, now is the time to do it on Magic Online. There, The thing is, the Legacy queues are still stocked. I, I have yet to wait longer than 10 seconds to be paired for a match in a Legacy queue. Um, That's so cool. there's always someone on to play Legacy. And I think it was uh, Frank Lee, I want to say. He's a new member of the Facebook group. He posted that you know he'd been waiting to get into uh, Paper Magic, and he'd been saving up for Grixis Delver. And then this happened, and he realized, oh, Instead of just buying Grixis Delver and paper, I can buy like six decks on Magic yeah. Online. Yep. I'm not thinking of it as like I think he put it perfectly. You know, I'm not thinking of Magic Online as my 401k. My 401k is my 401k. Yeah. I'm not yeah. using Magic cards as an investment. I don't care if the prices go down. I'm buying them now because I'm paying for entertainment, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we're at an interesting crossroads right now. I mean. I enjoy playing Magic Arena. I'm probably going to play some games tonight. Um, but I, I just, I, I wish Legacy was there. That's all I can say. I can't say that enough. I wish Legacy was on Arena. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever see it because I don't think that that Wizards finds it worth their time to code all those cards into it for uh, such a small player base compared to what they're oh, after. Give me uh, a break. I, give I, me I, a I break. Agree with you. I just, I'm just <laughs> trying to explain what I think their their reasoning is here. I mean, they also have the numbers, yeah. right? Like they know what. Yeah, people but are Pat. Pat, we're just we're just simple magic players. What do what do any of us know about running multi billion dollar companies with mar- market market <laughs> impacts? <laughs> like none of us have any clue how to do that. That's true, no, that's true. No idea. No idea. Although I feel like stuff. I didn't have to read quite a lengthy disclaimer at the beginning of this episode, so I don't know. <laughs> so Pat, do you have any idea what Robin Hood? Does I literally, I don't. I've heard the ad so many times. I'm I'm perfectly fine. With that. <laughs> I do think that, like, I feel like if you sign up, for, is it true that? Um, all right, so I might be mixing this up with another another app. <laughs> I heard, but I feel like wait, if you, you I heard if I, wait, you get like a share of Amazon stock or Apple stock. Is that true? If you sign up for Robinhood, you get a share okay. of free stock, and it, there's the process of getting it is you sign up, and then you get a little you get a little random thing that you tap on, and then you get a, a share of stock randomly. And so I think it's one in like. Everyone gets a share of free stock, but I'm going to quote this wrong. But one in like a hundred or something like that gets gets like a share oh, of Facebook okay, gotcha. or something like Amazon that. Amazon or Facebook or Apple yeah. or you know Ford. Finra, Finra, Finra. Oh yeah, early shout out to the, the Finra agents who have to listen to this still for clearance. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Finra will definitely be listening uh, to this. Okay. To give them um, something solid, congratulations for adding loot boxes to investing. <laughs> Is that re- You think that's reasonable, Jerry, that they have to look into that? No. Into, <laughs> into what? loot boxes? Like, didn't they have no, to look into oh, loot that's, that's the other thing is in Magic Arena... Um, I think our Magic Arena is handling their loot box mechanic because I mean, I've, loot boxing is just like the the reason why I bring that up tongue in cheek is because it feels like loot boxes just become part of our everyday life. Mm-hmm. Like now, I just like think of regular interactions in real life as a loot box mechanic. Wait, what? <laughs> Interesting. Wait, yeah, what, I don't what understand what you box? mean by that, Jerry. Please explain. <laughs> Yeah, like, you lost, like are you, oh, are you okay. running people over and thinking that their lifeless bodies are now? <laughs> yeah, I run them over and then like just like in GTA, little dollar signs, and I loot the <laughs> Jerry. The world yeah. is not a video game. That that is a that is a terrible outlook to have in life. <laughs> A loot box is just, it's like a reward mechanic with some element of randomness. And some companies pull it off really well. Some companies pull it off poorly. Like some companies like, uh, like, uh, 
uh, Supercell, who makes the Clash of Clans series, will do loot box loot boxes where it's time orientated, where every certain amount of hours you get a free loot box. Things like Magic Online, mm-hmm. it's uh, basically activity loot boxes where you uh, get loot boxes for uh, X number of matches played, or X number of games won, or casting twenty red spells. Um, and then the real shitty uh, companies like EA, with their massive failure of the Star Wars game, did loot boxes based on just pure currency, where you get a loot box when you give us more fucking money. <laughs> is this like is this like at the end of Super Mario Brothers, where you jump up and hit the box, the spinning box, and it could be like an extra life or firepower? Right, and that's why EA got so much yes. so much yes. shit. Is it's like here, here is my real money for a chance to randomly get a benefit in your game, and that benefit could be good or that benefit could be bad, or, so, or nothing. Like a scratch ticket. <laughs> yeah, it's their digital scratch ticket, which is why a lot of them in a lot of countries are are banned. Like in Europe, a lot of games their loot box mechanics are banned. Yeah, well, it's yeah, Europe's a bad place. That's why. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. Jesus. That really, that's where so you're going to go with this? <laughs> By the choice between living in America and living in Europe, I'm picking America. Pat. <laughs> yeah, me too. Sorry. Amen that's to America. Pat. Pat's just swinging, swinging. I feel Pat is on like a pendulum over the course of the of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, so, so when people try to jo- when people join the Facebook page, we ask them two security questions, just to make sure they're not like some random who who like doesn't play the format. We get we get quite a few like not bots necessarily, but just people who like will join every page that that Facebook uh, suggests they join. And so one of them, what the first question mm-hmm. is like, what's the most prominent white? One mana removal spell in Legacy. And the second one is, who was who are the hosts of Leaving a Legacy? And uh, one of the best answers we've gotten so far was the lazy one, in parentheses, Jerry, and then the contradictory <laughs> socialist, in parentheses, Patrick. Which I was like, all right, you're in. Like, that's it. You're in, and you got a mod. Let the guy in. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So so now Jerry now with the with the magic online I know I know like for a while there were people who were like uh it's crashing it's crashing people the sky's falling uh bots stopped buying tickets for a while they stopped buying collections for a while I think we've seen the the magic online market bottom out I know you linked to Chaz's uh uh, uh video I haven't gotten to watch it yet are we going to see an uptick in magic online and maybe a leveling out now yeah, I mean, I don't think. Uh oh, I think we're asking. I think we're asking Jerry to predict the future price of Magic. <laughs> I mean, what could go wrong? Uh, Finra, don't don't bother looking it up. It is not uh, a regulated security. <laughs> oh lord! Oh lord! Hey, if Jim Cramer um, can do it, where's Jerry's red button? You know, sell, <laughs> sell, sell, sell. <laughs> Mark Mark Rosewater gets a call tomorrow from Finra, and they're like, <laughs> "What is this about?" <laughs> um, <laughs> Can you imagine no, but, uh, taking I, a stand oh in a flannel shirt with a Superman t-shirt underneath it? Because that's what he was <laughs> Like, getting called in front of a congressional yeah, hearing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, dressed up as typical Mario. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Mark Rosewater is, like, standing in line behind Myron Scarelli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, All because of yeah, podcast. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. I'll um, pull out my driveway. You know what that means. It's time to get... <laughs> interviewed by Congress. Hey, hey, if you look at it another way, we wouldn't be having this conversation if they put legacy. <laughs> <laughs> that's some that's some hardcore shit, man. You're threatening FINRA regulations. <laughs> Give us legacy, otherwise your federal agents are going to knock on your door. 
Oh my god. Uh, what I was, oh, so, so the question about Magic, yeah, I think right now we're in the bottom. Yeah. Um, if you've been thinking about getting into Magic Online, now is to do it. If you've been thinking about turning some tickets into staples, now is to do it. I wouldn't, like like I said, this is not fucking investing. If you want to invest, go to fucking Robin Hood. Uh, but it's not investing so don't take your hard-earned money and look to turn a profit here if you have been wanting to play this game now is the time to get in and do it i don't think we're ever going to see prices as high as they used to be just because i think we we hit the high water mark yeah we've definitely hit the high water mark of magic online but that doesn't mean it's going to zero so i if i may uh if i may paraphrase you here jerry you're saying that magic is a children's card game, so you shouldn't pretend to be an adult when exactly. you play it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> like Chaz is great. He does fi- magic finance videos where he talks about investing. I mean, that's 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 fine. That's great. You know, if you want to do that as a hobby, I think a lot of magic woes would be solved if people stopped thinking about magic as an investment. And I, I that's magical Christmas land. It's never going to happen. People are always going to think about it that way because it is a collectible and it is a store of value, but it is not something that you should be banking your future on. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Hmm. I mean, it's a card game. Enjoy the card game. It's the, the, the value is in playing with your friends. Like it's, it brings so much <laughs> happiness. Why? Why try to tie something not fun in with something that is right. fun? I don't line up my Hasbro and Netflix stock certificates and like <laughs> organize them on the table on weekends. <laughs> double <laughs> yeah, sleeve. double sleeve my Netflix stock. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Triple <Yeah>. sleeve. <laughs> oh. oh man. Speaking of which, I will say one thing that in the last two years that I've been playing Magic. I feel like the sleeving technology has been just it's there it's like a it's like a modern renaissance of sleeving technology right now. Oh yeah, I remember going into shops back like, in the day and if they even had sleeves, it was like those penny sleeves, uh a hundred for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. And you were happy right. about that. These days I'm double sleeving using perfect hard inner sleeves. It's amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think af- the bright side of everything is this is great news for magic. I mean, I, I don't think that's being um, made aware of enough just with all kind of the doom and gloom that's been going on. But for magic, I have never been happier. I mean, this is this is great. So if, if I may, um, Jerry, to keep to keep you on uh, to keep you on schedule here, I'm reading I'm reading your show notes. And one of the things that you had on this was to talk about. Uh, GP oh, yes, Shizuka, yes. which which you haven't you haven't brought up yet, and I feel like we probably should be. So. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about GP Shizuka. <laughs> I like that. Crack that whip, man. Uh, man, yes. on, he, man. Knew good, he knew a good ending where he heard it. Yeah. It's like it's great. Whenever great Jerry, whenever Jerry starts talking, that's a good time to end whatever he's saying and move on to the next topic. <laughs> Nip it in the bud. <laughs> so so I, I I will I will start things out here because I was watching mm-hmm. this GP. Um, like two weekends ago and i fell asleep watching i fell asleep pretty much as soon as i put it on if i'm being being honest i think i slept through the whole thing actually but but there there were i I thought this wasn't quite as spicy as some of the stuff that i've seen out of japan yeah i've heard that i've heard that from a few different places yeah because we had let's i'm just gonna run down the top eight here we had lands we had uh, a blue white i want to say this is a yes blue white stone blade uh, we had yeah, is it? yeah, yeah, Delver yep. Stoneforge, yeah, GTA yeah, and Batterskull. Um, we had a blue red Delver, but it's actually it's actually Grixis Delver. Um, 
Yeah, we had true. red, red, like mono red prison. Uh, so like mono red stomping. We had Grixis yep. control, which we've seen a lot. We've we have another Stoneblade deck, um, and Eldrazi stompy, and then an, another Grixis control deck. Um, so pretty pretty vanilla stuff. I got I've got to say Grixis control as a deck. You look at the deck list, you're like, eh, it's kind of boring. It's a lot of fun to play this deck. Yeah, it is. Because you just get to interact with your opponent every single turn, every single game. Colagon's Command is a hell of a card. I still can't believe they're playing three Colagon's Command in a deck that no longer has access to uh, Death Shaman. Shaman, I know, right? It's so baller. I love it. Yeah, it's very bold. I love it. It's very, very bold. Yes, we're going to play Colagon's Command. We're also going to play Brainstorm. We're going to play Fatal Push. We're also going to play, like, double blue spells like Jace. We're gonna play. We're gonna uh, play Snapcaster Mage. Oh, it's great. I figured it out. I've been thinking. It's like I. I've been trying to decide what deck I want to finish out on Magic Online and buy into with all the cheap prices. And I've made up my mind. I've been holding out because I don't have. Uh, I don't have uh, Liliana's and Colagon's commands. But yeah, I just love playing this deck so much in Vapor. I, I really want to jam it yeah, online. It's pretty baller. Yeah, it's it's a total hoot. I think the uh, the Tomas Mar. Uh, check pile deck with uh, basically this exact list, just shoving in a couple of <clears throat> Leovolds and a few abrupt oh, yeah. actually Oh, yeah, just <laughs> occasionally, occasionally shove in another color and some three-color cards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, that's, that's one of the decks that I want to put together in paper. I, I'm pretty excited about playing that. That seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. <clears throat> um, the rest of this list looks pretty vanilla. Yeah. There's a... There's a one of uh, Teferi, Hero of Dominaria, which is probably the spiciest thing in, in the entire list. in the entire so top eight. To say, I'd say <laughs> that's the spiciest thing in the whole yeah, top eight. Uh, I yeah, you're um, you're right. This was a very bland top eight, especially even out of Japan. Usually, we get some great spice there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, it, yeah, this is about as vanilla as vanilla gets. Ooh, oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a sec, wait a sec, wait a sec. It looks like this Grixis Delver list. All right, guys. It's running one Snapcaster in the board. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> Why is it doing that? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess. Okay. <laughs> like, I guess they. I think to give them a little bit more game against Grixis Control is that why they're doing it? <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Um. So let me ask you guys something. Let me ask you guys something that I, I got into a little tip with my friends about over the weekend. So you're playing Legacy with your friends. How do you feel about playing Dredge? Playing against or playing with? <laughs> playing against or with. Like heavily representing Dredge in your friend meta. How many sideboard cards do I have? <laughs> oh, like it, on a consistent basis? Yeah, like every every time. So being someone whose like, first Magic playgroup was me playing competitive decks and then my friends playing Burn and Pox, I can say <laughs> it gets old pretty quick because yes. there isn't, like, unless you're playing a very specific type of deck, like some of the like Grixis Delver decks can have some fun matchups with Dredge, um, you know, if you are counter counter things in the right order. Um, but yeah, most decks is just not very fun to play against Dredge. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> so this is a preview of one of my poops. I'm going to poop on my friend who was playing Dredge all weekend. And he was like, man, it's, it's a lot of fun for as an opponent. You know, you just got to like, you've got to know how to play the Lions. I was like, I have four cards on my sideboard that are live against you. Like, what? I'm just mulliganing. Yeah, I, I, playing against Dredge is like goldfishing, but your goldfish has cabal therapies. 
<laughs> it, 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 I also think it's very dependent upon the matchup too. Some some matchups are a lot more interactive than others. You know. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. That, I, I don't. Sure. But yeah, I true. agree. I think Dredge is a poor form to play in general. Almost while as bad I don't as think, spells. <laughs> while I don't think Magic is a uh, net sum game, I do th- or uh, a uh, zero sum game. I do believe it's a net sum game in that there are some matchups where the fun meter is distinctly swung in one player's <laughs> favor. <laughs> uh, I guess this Eldrazi Stompy list was kind of neat with running two Grim Monolith. It's kind of interesting. That's the only thing I've seen in this top eight that was a little different. Hmm. <clears throat> there's some other stuff that's been going on recently that's a sure. little spicier. Oh, yeah? um, you might if I you oh, might no, if I, uh, take take up. the reins. All right, all right, all right. Just give me give me a second. Maybe Jerry, tell some jokes. <laughs> Dance for us, Jerry. Um, man, a lot of pressure. No, <laughs> this episode's going to be reviewed. Okay, Jerry, uh, explain Bitcoin. <laughs> explain Bitcoin, please. What's explain crypto? Bitcoin? What's crypto? Oh, so I listened, to, um, I listened to someone on Joe Rogan ex- talk about talk about crypto for like two and a half hours and it just made me angry the whole time oh it was awful. made you angry and now you know less about i know Bitcoin less than about when you I know less about crypto now <laughs> oh than i did when God, I did. Yeah, that's where you're learning well, about no, crypto. I just, from the joe rogan i just show. have to be listening to it and i'm like i usually listen to the joe rogan for the lulls because he's, he's generally pretty funny and has some interesting guests but he just had like this guy on who was just uh i just didn't like i didn't like it i didn't like if he he uh it's very confusing to me i'm too old to learn about bitcoin i think <laughs> <laughs> Baiji, you gonna you gonna pull an Elon Musk on us? <laughs> uh, no, absolutely not, guys. You're not just gonna like go not. off the deep end one day, <laughs> just like lose your mind. Hey, did you hear that? Did you hear that that Man. they uh, have like canceled the uh, the boring project? Like they stopped digging the holes in L.A. Boring to the center of the earth. Yeah, like they, they abandoned the project sometime in November, I think. Oh, yeah, I did not I'm hear almost- that. Anyway, okay, yeah. here we go. Here we go. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna Back come to, to the, the rescue here. Time. Okay, here is here's a pretty bizarre list. Okay, so this is uh, this is in the five O deck lists from December eighth. Um, for some reason, it's in Spanish, but that, that's okay. Uh, here we go. Here we go. All right, we've got a list here that's running. This this is like a one of. Oh my god, this is a one of list. It's running one Jace. One Liliana the Veil, one Liliana the Last Hope, four Baleful Strix, one Centaur Vine Crasher, <laughs> one Corsair of Crufix, one Leobold, one Nimble Obstructionist, one Remanap Excavator, one Gitrog Monster, one Green Sun, two Wait, him, one Green Sun, one Life from the I was waiting for the four Green Sun with that <laughs> list so far. <laughs> please, please, no, but it has to run two hymns. Two hymns. One Deluge, one Decay. Two assassins trophy, one intuition. Wait, what? Two one intuition <laughs> in a list full of one ofs. What is this? We're playing doing? intuition like it was meant to be played. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> four chalice, four mocks, one ee, one sylvan, one search for escanta. Uh, this is madness. Are you this guys? Is an, oh, this oh, is an EDH I'll, I'll deck that someone realized they could make into a legacy deck with a couple cards. Here, I'll I'll send this to you guys on our on our chat. Is this Sultai intuition? Is that what it's called? This is what it has to be, right? By KCC. Oh my god. This is like a whole page and a half of, of cards because they're all one ofs. What? What is this person thinking? Yo, they they came to I, live I their have, best I life. Mean, this is a really interesting deck. <laughs> they are they're living this their This deck makes very little sense to me. 
It seems like a hell of a lot of fun, though. What? Only one green sun? There's some... There's some sort of graveyard synergy in here. It's difficult to say what it is. Uh, let's... Oh. They're... Okay. So they have Academy Ruins. They have... But they also have Cephalid Coliseum? What? Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a one of Cephalid Coliseum. So, Intuition works with, uh, like, Baleful Strix, Academy Ruin, and Rune Map Excavator. So, oh... Oh man, this! Oh yeah, oh, so Jerry this is why they're running. Jerry cracked it. Tell us, Jerry. <laughs> oh man, they're oh, just. Thank God we have you here. Is this so they can have you here. for a bunch of wastelands? Uh, I mean, you can do that. I'm surprised they're not running more intuitions, just because there's so much spice you can do with intuition here. Um, but yeah, so intuition plus uh are they running life yeah they're running a life from the loam so like intuition plus light from the loam plus any of these utility lands like academy ruins cabal pits cephalid coliseum creeping tar pit um the ghost quarter so they can go in the ghost quarter yeah so i mean this is almost like a uh, uh like it's like bug depths without the depths combo anymore like instead of instead of focusing on comboing out a merit lage, they're just going for the grindy game with baleful strixes and planeswalkers and center of crew fixes. Oh. So it's it's bug depths without the wind <laughs> instead of a bunch it's, of jank. It's bug depths with a much slower but much cooler wind. Shout combat. out! Shout out to the one of tsunami in the yes. sideboard, by the way. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> tsunami uh, three and a green all islands and player destroyed jerry if i said this person is playing a copy of lay bear the heart would you be able to tell me if that's even a real card or not well uh, what lay I bear the heart broke up lay bear the heart uh no i don't i've never that sounds that sounds like a meatloaf album yeah it's from it's from Amonket, <laughs> and it's just it's one in a black for a sorcery target opponent reveals his or her hand you choose a non-legendary non-land card from it and they discard it but why? Oh, it's because uh, it gets around Chalice of the Void. Oh, sure. Okay. All right. That seems so fair. It's, so it's a two-mana discard spell that isn't him. It's a, It's. I think it's probably the only targeted two-mana discard spell. Huh. Interesting. Uh, that that might be a lie. There might be a lot of really bad to tar- Like, <laughs> look at target player's hand. They discard an enchantment. Yeah. Like, that might, <laughs> that might be a card. <laughs> <laughs> this is wild. Yeah. This list is super sweet. So, yeah. KCC. Awesome list. Yeah. What is this? Uh, I also like the fact that blue red wizards is becoming a thing. Is it really? Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like kind of like blue red delver, uh, a little lower to the ground with a with a smaller creature count. Um, this one's running just four delver, four sphere, four storm chaser mage, but three copies of risk factor, which I actually got uh, a friend of a friend got me a playset of them in Japanese uh, from the GP. He's going to be mailing them to me shortly. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty dope. There you go. Um, also, speaking of decks catching on, uh, I was I played in F and M tonight uh, this week. Uh-huh. Um, I played uh, Agro Loan, but one of the players there uh, was playing uh, Ninja Fairies. Oh, N- Ninja Fairy. Oh yeah. yes. Uh, I actually got paired against him. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Was, ha- uh, had they made the transition into like Staples, or is it straight up Popper still? Yeah, no, like it was running uh, standstills and okay. Mistress Factories and Force of Wills. Um, so, yeah. Hold on, Jerry. Yes. You, you didn't answer what? the question. You, I did win. win. I did win. <laughs> Taberna- <Okay>. Tabernacle <laughs> is a hell of a card. A uh, hell of a card. 
Um, yeah, our ah, meta, yes. our tabernacle is our awesome. meta at FNM was spicy as hell. So I was on Agro Loam. Zach was there with Moon Prison. Uh, Tom was on uh, Fairy Ninjas. Um, someone was playing Enchantress. Uh, oh, Connor showed up actually specifically with Dredge, so he could get paired against me for ruining his Whamageddon, uh last episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was all right. Speak, just just to be, we clear. got so much hate mail for that. I was shocked, deservedly so. <laughs> I had no idea he was going to do that to everybody. Also, I was on the way home, and, on the way home from uh, from Bass Pro on Sunday, and I got whammed also on my radio. I was very upset. <laughs> oh man! So, <clears throat> so gentlemen, bringing this back to uh, this this five O list, it looks like there's a there's a pretty sweet slivers list on oh, here too. Really? Have you seen this? Uh, so yeah, I think it was Bob Hong was talking on the Facebook group that uh, slivers is secretly a really good deck that no one's playing. Uh, you know, oh, I don't know if I believe oh Bob Wong. That, that's exactly. Yeah, I don't, don't, don't want to put words in Bob's Bob's mouth, but that like slivers is secretly like a tier one point five deck, and people just aren't playing it. Like it is, it beats all the fair decks in the format right now. What makes this deck so expensive in paper? Is it really? See. Oh, the cavernous souls. No, it it can't be that. It expensive. says twelve hundred dollars in paper, but I guess. It's mostly coming from mm. the caverns and I oh the forces. I I, I never even, I don't even ever consider forces as part of the cost of a deck. But I guess <laughs> you it, just assume yeah, that people I, have I them. do. I that's stupid of me because I was someone without forces for a while, so um yeah, I guess seems like the blue count is quite low. It's a very uh, bold move. Yeah, one, four, see, four twelve eight, nine thirteen. 14. Kind uh, of 17. That's uh, that's reasonable. Yeah, 17, including the, four, the forces. I guess so. yeah. I'm still looking for this. That, seems, oh, forces, oh, that seems pretty, I don't I know, that seems okay. pretty low, don't you think? It, it, does, it seems yeah. a little suspect. I mean, they, they do also have Aether Vial, so I feel like if you're if you're playing Aether Vial, you're never really getting in, in a, a battle to cast your creature spells, um, which is, well, obviously is incredibly mm-hmm. important for this deck. Between Aether Vial and Cavern of Souls, like, they don't have to protect their creatures as much um so maybe that's part of it but i'm not i kind of want to put this t- if i if i were in this player's position i would probably swap out those four force of wills with four stencils and then i'd probably get five oh i guess yeah because vials <laughs> you can just vial in your creatures right it doesn't break your standstill huh yeah slivers is a deck i put together in edh and never played but i always thought the deck the decks were neat i like slivers as a as a kid playing in tempest block yeah I enjoyed it slivers is a deck i've wanted to play for many a year in legacy have not have not really found the calling there's a there's a lot of other good stuff in here i think one of the things that i'm seeing also is there's a lot of assassins trophy floating around card i'm very excited to yeah, be brewing it, with it has it has it found its place yet do you think um, it's definitely earned its keep in Agro Loam. I can say that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there have I been. Think a co- would, I'm, I, Sorry, go ahead. I think it'd be amazing as a four of a Nick fit. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I I have run into though. There have been a couple scenarios where I have wanted my Assassin's Trophy to be in Abrupt Decay just because I I absolutely needed to kill something like a Resolve Liliana or something like that. And I just like, mm. I need this to resolve and I'm taking a chance with it being an assassin's trophy. Hope it works out. Um, but that said there, there that have also sense. been times where I've been like, hell yeah, this is an assassin's trophy. This is exactly what I need right now. 
see you later tabernacle yeah <laughs> yeah the fact that it blows up lands like i feel that's the secret mode of assassin's trophy that everyone forgets it's like <laughs> you can stone rain mm-hmm. people you know <laughs> oh yeah that was a card i was most worried about playing 12 post all all weekend i was like oh boy i'm gonna i'm gonna get an assassin's trophy here at some point when is it gonna happen when's it gonna happen never did yeah i think people just i think people oh. forget i had a one one play that i wanted to to tell you guys about on this cast um <clears throat> before i forget so this was this is the second uh this is the second side of it i was playing in so it was it was a it was a game against miracles and um it's pretty deep in the game the guy had cantripped about as many times as you can cantrip and i was uh, i can't remember exactly what was happening i had a few, few cloud posts out i saw i had enough lands in my graveyard and enough cloud posts in play that I could use an eye of Eugene <laughs> to tutor up. God, now I need to get eye of Ugin uh, altars with Eugene from Hey Arnold on them. <laughs> uh, to get the baby Emrakul, and I did. And I brought in a baby Emrakul against this Miracles player. And oh my goodness, I felt, I felt <laughs> for the guy because he was like, wait a second, you're about to take my turn for me. I was like, I think I am. <laughs> I like it, and I and I took I took his turn and and I swords a few of his things. I got rid of a mentor, just to, totally wrecked havoc in the game. Um, and then the next turn, he I had a there, there was one interesting judge call. There was um there was a point where he was attacking with a few creatures. I had a tapped Emrakul, baby Emrakul, and um, I had a Maze of It out. And so I uh, I don't know what was it, it was I, I attacked. Um, dealt combat damage. Sorry, this is on my turn. I attack, dealt combat damage, and at the end of combat, use Maze of Ith to untap the Emrakul, because I did it as I was passing from my combat phase to my second main phase, and the guy was like, wait a second, I'm not sure if you can do that. I had a judge come over, and the judge was like, you can't do that. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. I like, I'm pretty sure you can. The judge came back like five minutes later, he was like, yeah, sorry about that, that was wrong. <laughs> you could definitely do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that isn't I because I I believe that ruling has changed uh, at least a few times in the past because Maze of Ith is a uh, tricky card that uh, like especially when like combat damage used to stack back in the day, uh, like you could yeah. Oh. So strange. Um, yeah, Maze of Ith is an interesting card that leads some to some dr- judge calls. I guess from there we can just go right into our scoops and poops then, right, Jerry? Yeah, awesome. Uh, who are you scooping into top eight this week, Jerry? Uh well uh oh no wait 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 Pat we need to fucking raffle the time Oh my god yes forgot. that's right I'm sorry you're right Let's do that um What's uh how many numbers do we have how many entries Uh we raised $901 wow. with the uh, t- uh time vault raffle so Dang Thanks a lot everyone that's awesome that was way more than we were expecting So 901 do you have your list set up Jerry uh by list you mean my paypal history right so 901 entries <laughs> yep all right you ready i'm ready 152 152 come on jerry hold on do it faster Jesus Christ! You made you made me you made me lose count. Shut up! <laughs> I'm going back to the beginning now. <laughs> How is this so hard? Oh, that's funny. 
We got Justin Dale. Justin Dale. Oh, awesome. Congratulations to Justin Dale. Uh, I would say get a hold of Ian or Tom from the dead format. Right? Or I guess they could probably message you too, right, Jerry? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get it sorted. Awesome. Get a copy of Voltaic Key. <laughs> yes. <laughs> seventh, seventh edition white borders <laughs> Voltaic Key. <laughs> awesome. Uh, now, tonight you're going to put up the Tropical Island, I'm assuming? Uh, yes, I will try and get that up tonight. Well, I mean, by the time people listen to this, this will def- they'll be- definitely hear it. Awesome. Yeah, we're running. Uh, it'll be it'll be up. Cool. We're running tight in time, so I'll I'll put up the uh, the playmats tonight as well because I want to get those done before uh, the holiday gets here. We're really excited for that. Thank you for everyone who's uh, who's donated to the charity. We have to beat the money raised by uh, raised by the dead format, which should be pretty easy because we just have a much larger listener base and our our people are much more uh, charitable and more wealthy than the people who listen to the dead format. So they're also better looking and uh, in, in better relationships. And uh, have 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 more educated <laughs> children and uh, are, are are just a better a better group of people. Wow, the gods have foretold that they'll have more beneficial lives. Correct. Yes. Yeah. They're, they they are allowed to sow their wild oats and then and then reap them reap what they sow and uh, yeah have plentiful harvests and yes indeed um, awesome all right so let's get <laughs> we don't make the rules we just exactly yeah we're just we're just aware of what happens so Jerry let's get into scoops and poops. Because um, we're running a little long on time here tonight. Who are you scooping in the top eight this week? Uh, I am scooping in the FINRA agent who has to review this Magic the Gathering <laughs> podcast. I hope you learned something. Like, I would love if, like, six months from now, I get a message on Facebook and it's like, hey, just want to let you know I work at FINRA and I found out about Magic through having to review your podcast and now I love the game. Like, that would be like a hallmark w- moment. What about <laughs> if they just spend the entire podcast just yelling nerds in their, in their <laughs> office? Like, and very mad afterwards. <laughs> Like they just put on leaving a legacy in the fin. Like it's like, yo, yo, Joe, come over here and listen to this yeah. thing. I have did to you hear these. <laughs> did you hear these nerds talking about this card game? Listen to these nerds. <laughs> so I'm scooping in the Finra agent. Either way, I hope you had a good time. Awesome. I hope this beats the monotony of earnings reports that you probably have to review <laughs> usually. <laughs> and uh, how about who are you pooping on this week, Jerry? Uh, Ruckers Burgers. Uh, I hope they're not publicly traded, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I went to a Ruckers Burger joint. Subpar burgers, Pat. Subpar really? burgers. Yeah. Hmm. I just, I remember I used to go there as a kid with the family and it seemed so much better because I think because it's, they had an arcade there and, uh, yeah, going back, the magic's gone. The magic is gone, no, Pat. No kidding. Huh. Never been. Yeah. It's uh, it's my version of your version of Boston Market. If Boston Market wasn't actually awesome, well, uh, I, I, do I you think, like how they I think that made? Do you like how they respond <laughs> I think to that our made tweets sense. and they don't respond to me when I'm like, oh, I didn't realize. So uh, I think Tom had been like, oh, I went to uh, went to, went to Boston Market today, had a really great lunch, and then I responded, I was like, oh, I didn't realize they served lunch out of a dumpster behind your work, and then and like. <laughs> They they after me at my tweet they were like oh we feel the love here but like the way like Twitter organized it, it looked like they were tweeting it after I had said that to them uh, yeah I'm not a fan of Boston Market I think it's very overrated um uh, so I love Boston Market and me and the whoever runs the Boston Market Twitter page we're we're becoming tight geez. real close yeah guys. Jerry's trying to get that Boston Market money um try, I'm trying to get that Boston Market uh, money. I'm scooping in two of our newest patrons this week Alex M and Robert Jorgensen thank you so much for joining the Patreon family um. You can message me or Jerry for the uh, for the Discord link. 
Um, also, I'm scooping in top eight. I went to a place. I took uh, Luke turned four years old on December 1st, and I took him. Uh, we took him up to Somerville to go to Legoland, and then we went to this place called the Burger Dive, which was walking distance from Legoland up in Somerville. And the place had like fantastic cheat like burgers. It was really really good. Wow, way to rub it in, Pat. Uh, I just complained yeah, I about know. my mediocre. That's burgers. why, like, you started talking <laughs> about like how bad your burgers were, and I'm like, oh well, I have the perfect counter to that. I had excellent cheeseburgers. Um, but yeah, they were it was they were really Really good. I uh, highly recommend the burger dive to people who are up in the area. Uh, poops on everyone who claimed they wanted a hoodie but haven't ordered one yet. Uh, the the run is is ending soon, so please get your orders in if you haven't yet. I think we've had fourteen people order them. If you want a hoodie uh, before the year end, uh, get on the uh, on the Facebook page and order your hoodies. Yeah, hoodies are out. Uh, I mean, we've already sold enough to print, uh, so whoever ordered them already. Um, they are definitely going to go to print. Our minimum was 12 yes, but, and we're at 14. Uh, so our minimum yeah. actually is 20, 25 and, uh, <laughs> just keep it's 20, it no. um, but remember all the uh, proceeds are going to charity. So if you, anything you, you donate, uh, on top of your order, hundred percent goes to the, uh, to the charity drive that we're doing. Um, we actually partnered or partnering with, uh, it's called uh, room to grow and it's cool. I actually emailed them, uh, last week, the week before and said, Hey, I'm from, I, I, I was like, I, I, uh, co-host a magic, the gathering pod. I don't actually, I didn't even say magic the gathering. I just said, I co-host a podcast with my friend, Jerry, we want to do this uh, fundraiser. Um, and, like, t- how, what's the best way we can help you guys? And he's like, "Oh, my name's Justin. I actually play EDH and blah 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 blah." And uh, so it's pretty cool that there was a magic person on the inside at Room to Grow. So uh, we're going to be uh, scheduling something with them. I don't know if we'll be dropping stuff off or buying stuff from Amazon, their Amazon wish list or whatever. But uh, keep an eye out for that. It should be a lot of fun. Um, and again, all proceeds are going to directly to that charity. So uh, check it out. The link is in the show notes. Hell yeah. Um, Benji's having some problems with, uh, uh, I guess he can just hear me so he, I can talk, try, uh, try closing out of appear in and rejoining it and, uh, reopening audacity. Oh, does, uh, did his audacity quit too? His mic. Yeah. His audacity quit and his mic isn't working. Oh, uh, well make sure he, ex- ex- Hey, what's up? Uh, just make sure if he closes audacity to export, to save it so that it doesn't lose all the file there. Yeah, if you can do that, that's great. It, it might, sometimes it won't let you. You'll have to do it as a wave. But if you can do it as an MP3, that's even better. Because it's a, obviously a small... You, you know all about that stuff. I don't explain it to you. It's a much smaller file size. I think we're just wrapping up now here. No worries. Oh, fun. Nah, that sucks. But were you able to save the track at least? Oh, cool. Well, hey, whatever. We'll take that. All right. Um. All right. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um. All right, Jerry. Let's just we'll wrap this up then. Then we'll 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 just uh, close it out here then. Awesome. All right. Well. Well. Th- thank you everyone for uh, for tuning in. Unfortunately, uh, Bajor had some uh, technical difficulties. Um. So we'll have to submit his scoops and poops uh, on the Facebook page if he wants. Um, but of course, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find Jerry at JME3RD. Find me at Pat Uglo. The stream is twitch.tv slash leaving legacy. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash leaving legacy. Uh, we're on hipsters, of course. We're on the Facebook group. Uh, join us there. You can also email us if you need to get a hold of us, leaving a legacy at hipstersofthecoast.com. And of course, thank you to Justin Lutz 
He's our audio tech, our sound engineer, and make sure that I, he makes sure that I don't get sent to jail because of saying things <laughs> I'm not supposed to say. That you can't. We don't have legal counsel. He's just our editor, Pat. We don't have legal counsel. <laughs> uh, you know, like I feel like I feel like if I just believe in him enough, it is like legal counsel. <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say big ups to Justin, my new legal counsel. Uh, if I have to go to the stand, I expect him to help walk me through my questioning. <laughs> uh well so we can hear by you but unfortunately his recording is not cutting out so our listeners can't uh can't uh hear him but anything you'd like us to pass on uh to close out so Baiju is scooping in also the finra agent who is forced to listen to this episode <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all his homies who came out to the portland uh gp absolutely all love. It's all love here, man. I hope I hope we get a chance to see you um, at a, a legacy event soon. It would be so awesome to uh, to hang out, maybe grab a couple of drinks and, uh, and just chill. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for hanging out this week. And uh, I don't think we'll be playing uh, Last Christmas again. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe Justin has. <laughs> or will we? I mean, I hope not. Uh, we got a lot of hate mail for that. I hope Justin has some nice, uh, nice Christmas jingle jingles. I like that Justin took the fall. Like, you didn't even suspect that I, I had him put it oh, in. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, 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 for sure. I thought I thought for sure Justin would, like, took it upon himself to ruin everybody's Christmas. Please, if anyone was going to ruin everyone's pr- Christmas and you had to take a first guess of who it would be and you didn't guess me, I'm I'm hurt, Pat. I'm hurt. I, you know what? I think we should alter uh, place at a Grizzle Brands with Santa hats on them and give them to you, Jerry. <laughs> nothing, nothing says the end of this holiday season like a Grizzle Brand drawing seven cards. It's true. It's true. Awesome. <laughs> You're right. a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole Your brain is full of spiders You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole